There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's hard to believe it's Thursday already, but here we are in Thursday's edition of the podcast, and we're thankful again for the Word of God. We're thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ and for what He has been to me and to my family. And so we see Psalm 34 today, and we're looking again at the Psalm of Messiah. And he says, a Psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. So again, this is David in his calamity, David in his trials, David in his real life. And of course, he is speaking. Some of this, of course, is natural to David. He's speaking uh, out of his own calamity, speaking out of his own circumstance, but also notice this, always in Scripture, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And here again, we see prophecy. We see Jesus Christ himself speaking, the Spirit of Jesus Christ speaking and prophesying. Later on in the psalm, that'll probably be on tomorrow's podcast, we'll see how far we get today. But again, we see David being moved by the Holy Ghost to speak these things, and he's speaking of Christ. And so the Psalm of David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. We're in Psalm 34 and verse 1. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, for you and I, that's an impossible thing. Why? We sleep. We rest. And I realize people say, well, you say, well, you can't always praise him, but you ought to always praise him. Well, Jesus Christ will continually praise uh, the Father, continually praise the Word, continually praise the Holy Ghost. In him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So his praise shall continually be in his mouth. It's eternal in the heavens. And he goes on and says in verse 2, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. If you go to Isaiah 53, as a lamb before her shearers was dumb, yet he opened not his mouth. And is often questioned. I've heard men speak about that and wonder about that. And the Lord simply showed me one day in that offering, in that peace offering, he could bring a male or a female for the peace offering. But in the trespass offering, he brings a ewe lamb. And Jesus Christ died for our trespasses. He was that trespass offering for you and for me. And so here again, we see his, his soul. And he says on this wise, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Wise soul's been offered. His soul's an offering for sin. He is that trespass offering. When you see Jesus Christ and you look at the scriptures, you'll see he is that burnt offering. He is that meat offering. He is that sin offering. He is that peace offering. And he is that trespass offering. Uh, they're all in Christ, and you see Christ in every one of those offerings. It's in those offerings you see a soul being made an offering for sin. You see the fat, the, 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 the call above the liver, the kidneys, all of those things, and taken away to a separate place and then burned. Why? Because he is that offering. That's the offering of his soul. And here we see that you lamb in the trespass offering, and he said his soul. Uh, and, he, and he used the feminine expression when he said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord, that you lamb. That Lamb of God, blessed be the name of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. 
Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now, we just covered that the other day, and we spoke on this wise. To exalt is to elevate to, to a higher position, to elevate a name or an office or a person normally uh, to a higher position. We exalt them. To extol them is to put them in the absolute highest position. And there is none extolled higher, now only potentate, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the highest of high. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And here he says, let us exalt his name together. Before he said that, it's something we talked about again the other day, when he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Why? Because folks have a mighty small God. They have a God that's so weak and so tepid and so wimpy, he can't keep them from living in sin. He can't get them out of sin. He can't make them dress right. He can't make them live right. He can't make them spit white. And all of those things associated with Christianity, yet their God is so weak that he's not able to overcome. He's not able to overcome the flesh. He's not able to, able to come sin. So we magnify the Lord while they can see he's a mighty God. He's a God of strength. He's a God that can help you to overcome. He's a God that will give you victory over sin. He's a God that will give you victory over the flesh. He's a great God. He's the mighty God. And so we magnify his name, and then we extol his name. And then the word of God tells us here to magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. There is none higher. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Now, we also know in New Testament doctrine that God hath not given a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. The word of God tells us that spirit of fear does not come from God, yet so many are fearful. And that's why in the lake of fire, we'll see the fearful, the abominable. Why? Because they've never trusted God. They've always feared. They live in fear. They're scared of boo. They're scared of germs. They're scared of viruses. They're scared of colds. They're scared of cancers. They're scared of disease. They're scared of accidents. I worked with folks that stayed home on Friday the 13th. They would never own a black cat, carried a lucky rabbit's foot in their pocket, wore a golden horseshoe around their neck. And that's not an exaggeration. Why? Because of fear. They were stricken with fear, paralyzed at times with fears, couldn't come to work on Friday the 13th. Why? Because of fear. That's not the way the Lord's children ought to be. For he said, he delivered me from all. When you see that word all, it simply is inclusive. There is no exclusion from that. And he simply said, he delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Why? Because he's going to deliver them. Jesus Christ is going to take captivity and make them free. And for the first time ever, Jesus Christ is going to loose the prisoners. He's going to loose the bonds, and some will resurrect and be seen in Jerusalem. And so, therefore, they looked unto him and were lightened. Why? He's the light of the world. He is that great light. Thank God for the light has come into the world and the darkness comprehended it not. Who is that light? Jesus Christ. They looked unto him and were lighted and their faces were not ashamed. They rejoiced at his light. They rejoiced in the light. They rejoiced to see the light of his coming. And then verse six in a tremendous passage, one of the great passages of the word of God, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. I'll be honest with you, I would not looked at it in this light until I began to study these Messianic Psalms. And when I looked at that word cry, cried, uh, when he cried unto the Lord, when he got to the depths of hell, cried I, when he cried for mercy. And I looked at that in a different light and I realized it's Jesus Christ is the one that's cried here. He's the one that's cried unto his father, an audible call, an audible expression, a loud voice, 
And he said, this poor man cried. Why? He's been made an offering for sin. He's in the heart of the earth at this point. I believe he's in Abraham's bosom. And yet he's not been delivered from Abraham's bosom. He's about to be resurrected because he says the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And so the Lord delivered him that day, saved him that day, brought him out of that place, resurrected him, brought him to life and reunited body, soul and spirit and all his troubles, the troubling of man, the troubling of hell, the troubling of death, the troubling of the grave, the troubling of sorrows, all of those things ceased. Why? Because the son of God was resurrected. Jesus Christ himself was raised to walk in the newness of life. And what a glorious day, what a wonderful day it was. And when Jesus Christ was resurrected. Let me just say this, and I might not get anywhere else today, but I can say it was a glorious day when God resurrected me from the dead. And God passed me from death unto life, just as he did his son. It wasn't inclusive to Tim McVeigh. No, rather, it was just for Tim McVeigh. But it's inclusive to whosoever will. It's a whosoever will gospel. God tasted death through the person of Jesus Christ for every man. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should. Will they? No, they will not, but they should come to repentance. That's the promise of God. The grace for the grace of God hath appeared to all men everywhere, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. God's grace has appeared to all men, and God's grace has abounded to all men. God has called all men to repentance, and then he said, whosoever will may come. That's the promise of God, and that whosoever will included me, and I thank God it included me. When God came to where I was, and I saw him high and lifted up, and I saw Jesus Christ, and I saw my condition before him, and I saw my lost estate before him, and I saw how holy he was, and how unholy I was, and how righteous he was, and how unrighteous I was, I came unto repentance, and the goodness of God bringeth me to repentance, and God brought me to that place, and showed me himself, and then showed me me, and my friend, can I say to you, I turned with repentance and faith, I believe God. I've never doubted God since. I've never doubted Jesus Christ since. I've never doubted the work that God has done since. I've had doubts in Tim McVeigh. I've had doubts in what I can do. I've had doubts in the things I've done. I have never doubted the word of God. I've never doubted the scriptures concerning Jesus Christ. I've never doubted that Jesus Christ was the son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And when this poor man cried, dead in trespasses and sins, dead in his lifestyle, dead in in his manner of living, dead spiritually before God. When this poor man cried, the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let me just say this in a matter of testifying. The goodness of God. What is the goodness of God? That God would even give us breath in this earth is the goodness of God. I, a lot of folks think it's the things he gives us. It's the food we have, our shelter, our clothing, our raiment, you know, all of those things that God provides. No, it's just the goodness of God that God would put the animals upon the earth. The Lord saw that that was good. God made man in his own image, and the Lord saw that that was good. The Lord put trees yielding seed and grass and herbs yielding seed. Uh, the, the, the fruit tree after his own time. When God created those things, he saw that it was good. When God hung the stars in heaven, he saw that it was good. When he saw the moon and when he saw the sun, he said that was good. Why? Because God is a faithful God. That's the goodness of God. Every day when 
we see the moon. We try to point out to our children the moon, the sun, the stars. And little Bobby's a little bit over two years old, and I'll ask him, say, Bobby, what did God create? And he'll say, moon, dark, none. I'll say, that's right, son. Hallelujah. That's the goodness of God. My children marvel at nature. They marvel at the birds. They marvel at the grasses. They marvel at the trees. Why? They're seeing the goodness of God. And they're seeing the goodness of God abounding to the McVeigh family. We sat out today on a 68-degree day, uh, just mild sun, a little bit of cloud here and there, a slight breeze blowing. We sat out in T-shirts. And, and, uh, and of course, those boys had long pants. This he had a long dress. And we sat on the back porch, and we enjoyed the goodness of God. We we didn't have much to do. All we have is a chalkboard and a few cars to run around, but we didn't need much to do. Our children could go roll in the grass and see the goodness of God, and they could run around in the fresh air and see the goodness of God, and thank God for his goodness to us. Thank God when this poor man cried, the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. I'm going to stop there for today. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll pick up with the angel of the Lord. If you're not saved, I implore you to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let God open your heart. Let God open your ears. Let God open your eyes to hear him. And my friend, if you're not in tune with the gospel, you don't believe this great God of the Bible, might I say faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You establish yourself under the preaching of the word of God. Set yourself under the preaching of the word of God. Put yourself in a King James Bible preaching church that God can make minister to your needs and speak to your heart and faith can be formed in you. That's our exhortation for you today. May God bless you. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the 